Hello, 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 hello. Hi, how are you all doing? I hope everything is amazing around you and inside you. So currently, we are reading or as I would say more specifically listening to the book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And so far, we have reached to chapter number two. which is on page number 23 so continuing from where we left last chapter number 2 happiness is a problem about 2500 years ago in the himalayan foothills of present day nepal there lived in a great palace a king who was going to have a son For this son the king had a particularly grand idea he would make the child's life perfect the child would never know a moment of suffering every need every desire would be accounted for at all times the king built high walls around the palace that prevented the prince from knowing the outside world He spoiled the child, lavishing him with food and gifts, surrounding him with servants who catered to his every whim. And just as planned, the child grew up ignorant of the routine cruelties of human existence. All of the prince's childhood went on like this. But despite the endless luxury and opulence, the prince became kind of pissed off young man soon every experience felt empty and valueless the problem was that no matter what his father gave him it never seemed enough never meant anything so late one night the prince snuck out of the palace to see what was beyond its walls He had a servant drive him through the local village and what he saw horrified him. For the first time in his life, the prince saw human suffering. He saw sick people, old people, homeless people, people in pain, even people dying. The prince returned to the palace and found himself in a sort of existential crisis. not knowing how to process what he had seen he got all emo about everything and complained a lot and as is so typical of young man the prince ended up blaming his father for the very things his father had tried to do for him it was the riches the prince thought that had made him so miserable that had made life seem so meaningless he decided to run away but the prince was more like his father that he knew he had trained ideas too he wouldn't just run away he would give up his royalty his family and all of his possessions and live in the streets sleeping in dirt like an animal there he would starve himself torture himself and beg for scraps of food from strangers for the rest of his life 
the next night the prince snuck out of the palace again this time never to return for years he lived as a bum a discarded and forgotten remnant of society the dog shit kicked to the bottom of the social totem pole and as planned the prince suffered greatly he suffered through disease hunger pain loneliness and decay he confronted the brink of death itself often limited to eating a single nut each day a few years went by then a few more and then nothing happened the prince began to notice that this life of suffering wasn't all that it was crackled up to be it wasn't bringing him the insight he had desired it wasn't revealing any deeper mystery of the world or its ultimate purpose in fact the prince came to know that the rest of us have always kind of known that suffering totally sucks and it's not necessarily that meaningful either as with being rich there is no value in suffering when it's done without purpose and soon the prince came to the conclusion that his grand idea like his father's was in fact a fucking terrible idea and he should probably go do something else instead totally confused the prince cleaned himself and went and found a big tree near a river he decided that he would sit under that tree and not get up until he came up with another grand idea as the legend goes the confused prince sat under the tree for 49 days He won't delve into the biological viability of sitting in the same spot for 49 days but let's just say that in that time the prince came to a number of profound realizations one of those realizations was this that life itself is a form of suffering the rich suffer because of their riches the poor suffer because of their poverty people without a family suffer because they have no family people with a family suffer because of their family people who pursue worldly pleasures suffer because of their worldly pleasures people who abstain from worldly pleasures suffer because of their abstention This isn't to say that all suffering is equal. Some suffering is certainly more painful than other suffering, but we all must suffer nonetheless. Years later, the prince would build his own philosophy and share it with the world, and this would be its first and central tenet. pain and loss are inevitable and we should let go of trying to resist them the prince would later become known as the buddha and in case you haven't heard of him he was kind of a big deal there is a premise that underlies a lot of our assumptions and beliefs the premise is that happiness is algorithmic that it can be worked for and earned and achieved as if it were getting accepted to law school or building a really complicated lego set 
if i achieve x then i can be happy if i look like why then i can be happy if i can be with a person like said then i can be happy this premise though is the problem happiness is not a solvable equation dissatisfaction and unease are inherited part of human nature and as we all see necessary components to creating consistent happiness the buddha argued this from a theological and philosophical perspective i will make the same argument in this chapter but i will make it from a biological perspective and with pandas the misadventures of disappointment panda if i could invent a superhero i would invent one called disappointment panda he would wear a cheesy eye mask and a shirt with a giant capital t on it that was way too small for his big panda belly and his superpower would be to tell people harsh truths about themselves that they needed to hear but didn't want to accept he would go door to door like a bible salesman and ring doorbells and say things like sure making a lot of money makes you feel good but it won't make your kids love you or um If you have to ask yourself if you trust your wife then you probably don't or what you consider friendship is really just your constant attempts to impress people then he would tell the homeowner to have a nice day and saunter on his down to next house it would be awesome and sick and sad and um, uplifting and necessary After all the greatest truth in life are usually the most unpleasant to hear. Disappointment panda would be the hero that none of us would want but all of us would need. He would be the proverbial vegetable stoveer mental diet of junk food. He would make our lives better despite making us feel worse. he would make us stronger by tearing us down brighten our future by showing us the darkness listening to him would be like watching a movie where the hero dies in the end you love it even more despite making you feel horrible because it feels real so while we are here allow me to put on my disappointment panda mask and drop another unpleasant truth to you We suffer for the simple reason that suffering is biologically useful. It is nature's preferred agent for inspiring change. We have evolved to always live with a certain degree of dissatisfaction and insecurity because it's the middly dissatisfied and insecure creature that's going to do the most work to innovate and survive we are wired to become dissatisfied with whatever we have and satisfied by only what we do not have this constant dissatisfaction has kept our species fighting and striving building and conquering So no our own pain and misery aren't a bug for human evolution they are a feature 
pain in all of its forms is our body's most effective means of spring action taking something as simple as stubbing your toe if you are like me when you stub your toe you scream in a four letter words to make pope francis cry you also probably blame some poor inanimate object for your suffering stupid table you say or maybe you even go so far as to question your entire interior design philosophy based on your throbbing foot what kind of idiot puts a table here anyway seriously but i decrease that horrible stub toe induced pain that one you and i and the pope hate so much exist for an important reason physical pain is a product of our nervous system a feedback mechanism to give us a sense of our own physical proportions where we can and cannot move and what we can and cannot touch when we exceed those limits our nervous system duly punishes us to make sure that we pay attention and never do it again and this pain as much as we hate it is useful pain is what teaches us what to pay attention to when we are young or careless it helps show us what's good for us versus what's bad for us it helps us understand and adhere to our own limitations it teaches us not to give fuck around near hot stoves or stick metal objects into electrical sockets therefore it's not always beneficial to avoid pain and seek pleasure since pain can at times be life or death important to our well-being but pain is not merely physical as anyone who has had to sit through the first hour prequel can tell you we humans are capable of experiencing acute psychological pain as well in fact research has found that our brains don't register much difference between physical pain and psychological pain so when i tell you that my first girlfriend cheating on me and leaving me felt like having an ice pick slowly inserted into the center of my heart that's because well it hurt so much i might as well had an ice pick slowly inserted into the center of my heart like physical pain or psychological pain is an indication of something out of equilibrium some limitation that has been exceeded and like our physical pain our psychological pain is not necessarily always bad or even undesirable In some cases experiencing emotional or psychological pain can be healthy or necessary. Just like stubbing our toe teaches us to walk into fewer tables, the emotional pain of rejection or failure teaches us how to avoid making the same mistakes in the future. And this is what's so dangerous about a society that coddles itself more and more from the inevitable discomforts of life. we lose the benefits of experiencing healthy doses of pain a loss that disconnects us from the reality of the world around us you may salivate at the thought of a problem free life full of everlasting happiness and internal compassion but back here on the earth the problems never cease seriously 
problems don't end disappointment panda just dropped by we had margaritas and he told me all about it problems never fucking go away he said they just improve Warren Buffett's got money problems the drunk hobo down at quick emart's got money problems buffett's just got better money problems than the hobo all of life is like this life is essentially an endless series of problems mark the panda told me he sipped his drink and adjusted the little pink umbrella The solution to one problem is merely the creation of the next one. Don't hope for a life without problems, the panda said. There is no such thing. Instead, hope for a life full of good problems. And with that, he set his glass down, adjusted his sombrero and sauntered off into the sunset. Okay, so thank you so much for listening up to this. We have ended uh, this episode on page number thirty-three-zero, and we would be continuing from page number thirty, last paragraph in the next episode. See you there. Bye bye.